Last week, we hope you caught our series on domestic workers here in the U.S., part of our global nation coverage. We heard about efforts to try and improve their working conditions. Well, I just found out that there are more than half a million Filipinos working in Saudi Arabia. And you'd think those kind of numbers would assure them some labor protection. Actually, until this week, they had very few protections. But the governments of Saudi Arabia and the Philippines have now signed an agreement giving Filipino workers more rights. We're talking specifically Filipino household service workers. Let's face it, these are mostly maids. Kathleen Newland directs the Migrants, Migration, and Development Program at the Migration Policy Institute in Washington. She's been monitoring the flow of Filipino labor in the Gulf region. Kathleen, first of all, tell us why Filipinos are in Saudi Arabia. To make money. That's really the the long and the short of it. The uh, Philippine government has for decades encouraged uh, labor migration to relieve unemployment in the Philippines, to earn foreign exchange, which comes in the form of workers' remittances. And uh, it's a very well-established pattern. The Philippines sends over a million workers a year uh, out of the Philippines as labor migrants. Right. And so a, a lot of the abuse is mistreatment by the employers, if we can call them employers? The problems include uh, mistreatment by the employers, including physical and sexual abuse. But the biggest problem really is sheer overwork. There were no provisions in Saudi law for having a day off every week, even having rest periods during the day. So you find some of these maids working 16, 18-hour days, not having a proper room, in which they can rest, having no privacy. Their employers often kept back their documents, their passports, their work permits, so that they were uh, really very much at the mercy of the employer. And, you know, if they were lucky, they would get someone who behaved decently toward them. If they were unlucky, uh, they have very little recourse. Kathleen, for you, what are the three most key provisions of this agreement that will help Filipino maids? Well, I think uh, the regulation of working hours, the requirement that there be a day of rest during the week, that there be rest time during a 24-hour period is one extremely important provision. I think another is, the, of course, for the workers, the, the minimum wage, if it's followed, and the fact that the agreement um, bans charging the workers for their own recruitment costs is another. So it'll be more financially beneficial to the workers. Mm-hmm. And then the the third would be that there's a supposed to be a 24-hour hotline for to assist domestic workers who run into trouble in their places of employment. And if there isn't some kind of uh, of mechanism like that, this agreement could reside solely on paper and not end up helping uh, the workers themselves very much at all. Let me ask you one last thing. I I just read that at the beginning of 2013, there were 45 maids from Sri Lanka, Indonesia, the Philippines, and India on death row in Saudi Arabia. What is that about? Well, uh, it's... It's hard. The, there's really not very much transparency about those cases. Uh, in some cases, maids have uh, fought back in in their own account of what's happened. They have fought back when they were being sexually or physically assaulted by an employer, and um, you know have ended up killing someone. Sometimes they've been charged with the deaths of children in their 
care when it's really not entirely clear that they were responsible. You know, I'm sure there's a variety of cases, but there's very little transparency about uh, what they are. I will say that uh, the the thing that really does the incident that triggered the Philippines government great interest in the plight of their workers overseas was a a capital punishment case in the Far East when a Philippine-made Flor Concepcion was executed um, in, I believe it was in Singapore, and it caused such an uproar in the Philippines that the government really was obliged to sit up and take notice. Is there any chance that this agreement may open the possibility that some of these cases in Saudi Arabia may be revisited? I don't see any direct connection uh, to that. So it's it's hard to feel confident that that would happen. Kathleen Newland with the Migration Policy Institute in Washington. Thank you for your time. It's been a pleasure. Thank you.